legal decisions covering core technology that Netflix and NextGen TV use could cause both problems. NextGen TV could see adoption slow and Netflix could see streaming costs grow. Listen on to hear more. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is September 27th, 2023. We don't often think about the core technology that service providers and broadcasters use to deliver their video, but two moves this week by a court in Germany and by LG Electronics in reaction to an earlier legal ruling should be on your radar because they do impact core technology. Both could have huge impact on NextGen TV and SVOD services. But first, if you've missed the sessions of TVOT Connect we've had so far, don't worry because another is coming up on Thursday, September 28th at 11am. TVOT Connect is a new membership community for television professionals from ITVT and Endscreen Media. The weekly online TV industry membership community aims to encourage conversation, debate, networking and collaboration across all sectors of the advanced TV space. In each weekly live virtual session, you will have an opportunity to briefly introduce yourself, hear a thought-provoking live interview or presentation from industry leaders and participate in a breakout room to share your thoughts on the day's interview and network with your peers. And I can tell you that session at our last TVOT Connect was really great and very enjoyable for all those that participated. This week... Rick Mandler from Comcast Ads explains how traditional TV and streaming combine to optimize reach with an exclusive early look at the first half of 2023 viewer report. And this is exclusively for TVOT connected participants. So that's Thursday, September 28th at 11 a.m. Pacific. And to sign up for the free session and sample how TVOT Connect can help you point your browser at itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. That's itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. And I'll include a link to the sign up page in the posting for this podcast on the end screen media website. And don't worry if you missed it, there'll be another one next week. Back to the podcast. NextGen TV, or ATSC 3.0, has been slowly rolling out across the US. Today, over 70 of the 210 DMAs in the US have at least one station broadcasting in the format. And according to Pearl TV, 60% of US homes can receive them. Uh, And by the way, I'm going to be using NextGen TV and ATSC 3.0 kind of interchangeably during this uh, this podcast. Uh, ATSC3 is actually the technology implementation of the broadcast standard. NextGen TV is its consumer-facing brand. But things have been going far too slowly with NextGen TV for the broadcast industry and technology proponents. The fast linear streaming industry has exploded after last uh, over the last two years. New data from TiVo shows that 28% of TV viewing is already going to unpaid streaming services in the US and that the average adult 
uses four unpaid services on average. So uh, that's a really a massive market. And I've got to tell you, I wrote a piece yesterday just documenting how fast the linear part of that industry is growing. The, the linear services are offering more and more channels every week. Now, how many people are actually watching Next Gen TV? Well, it's kind of unclear. We can say that only about 19 million homes in the US are using over-the-air TV, but most of those are watching ATSC 1.0 channels. That's our standard for broadcast in the US today. The market is so small, in fact, that major broadcasters that have introduced next-gen TV stations are still not totally on board with the technology. EW Scripts has just released the fourth generation of its over-the-air DVR called Tableau TV. The device has two tuners, 50 hours of HD recording capacity, an Ethernet port, and it will even transmit broadcast channels over your Wi-Fi network to all your connected devices. But the one thing it does not have is a next-gen TV tuner. So if you if you want to watch those channels, you can't do it and you can't record them on the Tableau TV device. In the face of this onslaught from streaming, next-gen TV proponents have turned to the FCC for help. At NAB 2023, FCC Chair Jessica Rosenworcel said that the FCC will kick off the Future of Television initiative and begin the process of making rules to aid the adoption of next-gen TV. She said, the Future of Television initiative will gather industry and government and public interest stakeholders to establish a roadmap for a transition to ATSC 3.0 that serves the public interest. A successful transition will provide an orderly shift from ATSC 1.0 to ATSC 3.0 and will allow broadcasters to innovate while protecting consumers, especially those most vulnerable. So uh, it sounds like they're on a road, roadmap to uh, enforce ATSC 3.0, but there's clearly no day in mind at the moment of when that will happen. And I've got a feeling that the next-gen TV industry will need help from the FCC based on the decision by LG this week to stop shipping next-gen TV-compatible OLED TVs in the U.S., in July, a federal grand jury jury ruled against it in a dispute with Constellation Designs, one of the patent holders to key ATSC3 technology. LG says that the royalty payment for ATSC3 tuners because of this ruling will increase from $3 to $6.75 per TV. That's more than doubling. In a statement, LG said, This challenging and uncertain patent landscape has forced LG to make the difficult decision to suspend the inclusion of ATSC3 compatibility in its 2024 television lineup for the United States. This decision was not made lightly because LG LG has been a vocal ATSC 3.0 advocate, a strong supporter of local broadcasts, and a leading developer of television television products with the latest next-gen TV technology. And in fact, of course, LG is based in South Korea, which has already rolled out next-gen TV. So no doubt 
constellation armed with the win against LG is going to demand the same from other US TV manufacturers shipping next-gen TVs like Samsung and Sony, for example. Today, it is mostly higher-end TVs that include the next-gen TV tuner. But the problem is, for next-gen TV to be successful, all TVs need that tuner. Unfortunately, cheaper TVs operate on tiny margins. And given that LG has decided to not include the ATSC3 tuner, in it, even in its more expensive OLED TVs, I think there's little chance that TV manufacturers are going to introduce cheap TVs with the ATSC3 tuner because it will make them less competitive against similarly uh, spec'd out TVs that don't support it. So it could be that TV set manufacturers will further delay introducing next-gen TV sets and further slow the adoption of next-gen TV. So it looks to me like the industry will need all the help it can get from the FCC to stand a chance of competing with fast linear services. Now, the second story involves Netflix. And bear with me a little bit on this. It's a bit complicated. Netflix has been battling with Broadcom over infringement of a basket of streaming patents, including one that covers key features used in HEVC, also called H.265, video codec. Uh, now, broadband has made little progress in the US, where several of its patents to do with network load balancing and streaming load distribution and several other sort of network level things have been thrown out in the US courts as just being too general. And there really has been no decision on the ones related to HEVC uh, H.265. However, in Germany, the company has finally got a win. The district court of Munich said Netflix breached the HEVC H.265 video coding patent. Uh, now, this is called the 366 patent in, in uh, legal jargon, I guess, because it's based on uh, the patent number in Europe, which is EP2575366. Now, this patent covers key video processing features used in HEVC, and so the German court has told Netflix to stop infringing the patents. And of course, that means it must stop streaming 4K UHD, which is the principal reason why Netflix started using HEVC. Why did it do that? Well, HEVC allows 4K video to be compressed much more than its predecessor, H.264, which is widely used for HD streaming. That means a 4K video stream that needs 34 megabits of streaming bandwidth with H.264 can be delivered in 17 megabits per second using HEVC. In other words, far more broadband homes can receive 4K video compressed with HEVC than it can with H.264. So the video codec is used by many streaming services to deliver 4K video and decoding of the video has been built into many devices via the video streaming chipsets they use. So for example, it's built into your phone, it's probably built into your, well, it's certainly built into your television and to a lot of TV connected devices.
So, uh, the German court has told Netflix it has to stop infringing the patents. So, it's probably going to have to stop streaming 4K video in the German market. And, of course, Netflix has said it would appeal the ruling. So, more broadly, Broadcom has a real beef with Netflix because it sort of blames Netflix for ruining its core market, which is traditional pay TV. It's been selling chipsets that have been used in set-top boxes in the pay TV market for a long time. And of course, Netflix and other streaming providers are the principal reason why we see this massive decline in the traditional pay TV market. And that means, of course, that it's selling far fewer set-top boxes with its chipsets in them. Uh, so I think the patent lawsuits are really an opportunity for the company to claw back some of that lost revenue through uh, licensing its patents. It probably wants, what it wants to do is it wants to get the video industry to license the patents that are required for HEVC. Okay, so it's not clear how other SVOD services in the German market will be impacted by this ruling, although I will say they're probably going to be if it's upheld on appeal. But Netflix in particular is kind of a special case because it provides streaming infrastructure to ISPs. Um, and most other SVODs don't. Most other, most other SVOD providers just contract out with CDNs to deliver their video and other video platforms. So they don't own infrastructure, but Netflix does. It was one of the first into the market and it deployed this infrastructure to um, encourage ISPs to improve streaming of its content on its networks. And it actually helps the ISPs cut, cut, cut their costs. Uh, so that make, that puts it in a pretty unique position. However, there is also a risk that Europe will fall in line with the German decision. And if that happens, then this will be, a, this will be upheld across all of European countries. And for sure, the, the streaming providers that are providing services to other SVOD services to allow them to stream HEVC quality video, 4K video, they will be impacted by this. The net effect of this is streaming costs could go up for other SVOD services and probably those price rises will be passed on to European subscribers. Uh, now, there's no indication that there's a decision on this pending in the US. It looks like it could take quite a bit longer in the US if it is ever uh, ratified in US, U.S. courts. So what is Netflix options? Well, it could negotiate a license with Broadcom for the key technology. It could also switch to another codec like AV1. Um, this is an open source and free codec, uh, but unfortunately it's not supported in as many devices as HEVC. So what Netflix is going to do? Well, it's probably not going to be clear. Uh, for a while, it'll have to appeal and then we'll see what happens on appeal. But this does have the potential to increase streaming costs for all SVOD services if it's upheld in other European countries and in other areas like the US and in Asia. So this is definitely something to keep an eye on because it be, could be quite disruptive to the streaming industry going forward. Okay, so that's what's going on with these 
core technologies that are part of delivering TV services. Uh, and yes, there are still impacts that are rippling up through the industry in both areas. So definitely worth keeping an eye on going forward. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media, and I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.